0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You know, when a man takes over as a dictator, like Hitler, like Mussolini, like Stalin, they always do so by sitting at odds one another, religion against religion, male against female, family against family, black against white, Asian against white, white against Asian, white against black, rich against poor. And we're uh, honestly seeing that in America these days. I don't buy into it. I don't believe that. I believe they want us to think, okay, all, all white people hate black people. All black people hate white people. It's the way it is. I, I've never had, I, I've said this before, I've never had one person from another ethnic background ever be unkind to me. I've never had a black man say anything bad to me personally in my life. I, I believe that society tries to tell us how, how, how we're not happy with one another. I, I was at the hardware store this week and we're doing okay with this one. Should I leave this on or leave it? Yeah, I think I'll stay here for a little bit. Is that okay? And uh, I walk around. I'm nervous of a guy, I guess, but um, I think I'll just stay right here for your sake. I was at the hardware store this week. I was picking up a, a eight-foot uh, galvanized pipe and, um, and, and I was there, I said, it, this is only a 10-footer. Well, the lady was waiting on me, it was a black lady. And she said, well, let me cut that for you. And so she began to cut that pipe. And we began to talk, and I began to talk to her about the Lord. And she said to me, I know the Lord. I'm saved. I know the Lord. And I'm telling you, for about that eight minutes, we were there in that and that we we had the best time talking she was so sweet i said i called her by her name and i said you know you have made my day today i'm so glad you're saved and i said you need to come to church she goes, oh pastor i i know i need to come to church of course almost all black people grew up black i mean grew up yeah, black grew, grew up baptist i guess they all grew up black right but grew up baptist right that's going to be a good blooper on the, on the news. Uh, they'll get that one right there. And you're not going to believe this. Most white people grow, uh, grow up orange. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, I had years ago, years ago, I wanted to have a color Sunday here at the church. And um, folks said, maybe that's not a good idea. We had in our church, the families, their last names are greens, orange, blacks, whites, Browns. I said, let's just have a color Sunday. They said, that may not be the best thing to have. So we never had it, but (laughs) one of these days. They grew up Baptist so many times in the South. She said, I'm from Detroit, and I grew up Baptist up there. You know, it's so refreshing. When I I left her, she said, here's her words. I was walking out with my eight-foot galvanized pipe. I said, I take that two feet too, because I'm paying for it. So might as give me the two feet. And I have used. It. Nonetheless, she said, It's been good talking to you, Pastor. You have a good day. God used that lady. I'm going down the same hardware store, and the Vietnamese guy was coming at me. And as he's coming, you could just tell he was sort of just wondering, you know, whatever, where he's supposed to be. I said, good morning, whatever time, good afternoon, whatever. I said, how are you doing today? And he had the brightest smile and his head picked up and he smiled at me. I'm doing very fine, thank you, thank you for asking. He made my day. I got to the check stand, tried to walk out without paying it, but uh, I got to the check stand and the clerk behind the counter, we had the nicest conversation. I got to my car and i was trying to stick that pole in that car laid the seats down and this big old caucasian fella getting in this truck next door i said you work for that company he said i do i said that's a big construction company yeah it is it is he's just sort of laid back just a country guy you know about my age and he started talking to me we had the best time i said i called him by his name got his name. And I gave him a gospel track. I said, you know, I'm the pastor over here. And he about came unglued. You're the pastor? I know that church. He might be here today. And he said, I know that church. And we talked and I said, I hope you'll come. And and he took his hand, big hand, shook my hand. And we just had the, and and he he said these words to me. God bless you, pastor, for your work. I've carried that with me. I had every, I had a Hispanic, I had a Vietnamese, I had a black lady, I had a Caucasian. Uh, You you name it, I had it. I left that hardware store happy. I I don't believe we all hate one another. Now some wife sitting next to a husband right now, so we've argued this morning, right now I don't like him. I don't hate him, but I don't like him. My wife said that one time to me years ago. She goes, I love you, but I don't really like you right now. Well, I knew what she was talking about because I felt the same way. You know, men always lose the battle, don't we? Yes, sir. How many men lose every time if there's a disagreement? Don't raise your hands, but your hands are going up. Brother Raul, I'll see you at the end of the service and straighten out your marriage for you. you no, know, I, 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 I love our neighbors. Our neighbors, they talk to me. I talk to them. They don't come to church here. Well, some in the neighborhood. A lot of them come from the neighborhood. I believe I could go almost to any house in my neighborhood, hundreds of houses there. I think I could carry on a kind conversation. Now, I think of one man who's an atheist, but he respects this church. He said to his neighbor, one of the things I like about that church, I like when the church people move in this neighborhood because they keep their yards up. The joy in life is friendship. I love my wife. She's my friend. We have three children, three mates, 14 grandkids. They're they're my friends. I, I love our kids. I have 41 deacons. I love the deacons. Well, 37 of them. But I love my deacons, all 41 of them. I love our staff. Sometimes we don't agree about things, and so we'll go ahead and just do it my way. Well, we got sinners coming down the aisles already, right here. Looking here, here they're coming. You deal with all these sinners right here. I want to talk to you about friends today. Friends. God shows us here in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. God tells us there are some people that are not good friends. They're not good influences. Galatians 5, 7 says, Ye did run well. Who hath hindered thee? When there was a day that you loved God or loved your family or loved people more than you did today, that means somebody influenced you. He that walketh with the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools, Proverbs 13, 20, shall be destroyed. I- I've told the teenagers for 40 some years in the Christian school at the other property, I said, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You walk with foolish people, you'll be foolish. You put good apples, and right in the center, you put a rotten apple. The, the good apples don't make the rotten apple good. That rotten apple makes that, those good apples wrong. He that walketh with the wise man shall be wise. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel. You're gonna to have to choose your friends very carefully because your friends will influence you to the point that you'll become like them. It doesn't work that they'll become like you. How important it is today that we realize that friendship is important, but be careful of wrong friends. Those that wanna sin, those that wanna do wrong, those that wanna gossip, those that wanna hurt, those that wanna be critical, those that wanna be hateful, those that wanna literally send you to prison, be careful of your friends. My Bible says, here's a dad writing to his son in Proverbs chapter number one, and the wisest man that lived on the planet earth at that time was Solomon. And he writes to his son, Rehoboam, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come, lay wait with us, don't walk with them, avoid them, don't go in that path. I told you uh, a few years back, I was in D.C. and I was at a, a a gathering of the president and the Supreme Court and Others were there, and I wasn't the only one. There was maybe uh, 800,000 people there. I think my son-in-law, Brother Fanero, was with me. I'll never forget when the chaplain of the Senate and of the House and of the Supreme Court and all the workers that labor in uh, those government buildings, he has Bible studies with each group every day, five days a week, every week. The senators gather, Republicans and Democrats in prayer. In fact, I had both Republicans and Democrats saying, well, we're, we're, we're against one another on some issues, but we're not as divided as you think. One man introduced, he said, I was shot on a baseball field. You know who was there? My best friend. His best friend is another congressman who is, is a senator who is a rank liberal. He's black, this man's white. He's a Democrat, he's a Republican. But they say, our families gather together, we we go to picnics together, we raise our kids together, and it's not as bad as what the news media tries to say. And I know there's exceptions, I know that. But I'll never forget that chaplain preached that day for about 20 minutes. And as he stood in that beautiful banquet hall to preach, it was amazing. He, he, he had fire. He had zeal. He preached the word of God. I mean, these people were there. Uh, King Abdul was there from, I think, Jordan, and I was watching all these people. And they had some movie stars there, a lot of politicians there. And people were saying, amen. The guy, the man had the touch that day. The chap was very black, and he happens to be a black man. They he said, I remember that day as a teenager, Single home, Baltimore. My, my mother was raising me. And mom all of a sudden did not know as much as I, I did as a 15-year-old boy. And I began to rebel against my mother, and hang out with some fellows I shouldn't hang out with. And one night she saw me getting ready. I forget the time. I want to say it was 9 o'clock. She said, where are you going, Barry? I'm going out with my buddies. And she said, you're not going out, son. He goes, I'm going. She said, those boys are up to no good and you're not going with them. He rebelled, they came by, pick him up. He didn't want to say, my mother won't let me go. This can't go, but he knew mama, he was mad at his mother until the next morning when he found out they never had planned to kill a guy that night things got out of control and the crowd that he would have been with were in a jail that next morning when he was at mama's house he said that day that particular day he goes i decided i'm gonna obey mama i'm gonna obey the bible i'm gonna obey god i'm gonna do right and walk with good people you choose who you're gonna walk with you walk with a fool you'll be a fool you walk with the person who's unwise, you'll be unwise. You walk with someone that d- drugs, you can walk. I don't know how. You could walk out of this room right now, and within five minutes, you could find drugs. You could buy drugs. You could get alcohol. You could drive a car in e- inebriated. You could you could do what you want, and you're going to decide what you want. But be careful, be careful, because if you're walking with unwise people. That's the decision you'll make. There's bad friends. There's good friends. Uh, the Bible says, as we quote it, he that walketh with, with wise men shall be wise men. Uh, 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 Proverbs 20, Proverbs 2, verse 20. Walk in the way of good men. I have a picture in my office, my mother and dad. I have a picture in my office of Jim and Donna Tucker. Brother Tucker and his wife were from the deep south. They moved up for jobs in the factories to Rockford area. Oh, my goodness, 60-some years ago. And my father-in-law led Jim Tucker to Christ in 1960. They're just country folks. I was a young man uh, 52 years ago, and they took me into their heart and life. I I remember so very well how kind they were to me. They never got riled. They never got upset. They, never, they were never issue-orientated. They just were good country folk. The influence they had on my life is with me today. I look at their picture every day right across my desk. I see it right over there, Jim and Don and Tucker. Just country, not rich. Both worked in the factory. Both had hard jobs. Pushed up north to Chicago land area and just worked, worked, worked. But all the influence that they had on my life—you've heard it till you probably blew in the face. But I remember that Saturday I was driving that old Ford. My dad sent me the only time he sent me money in college. He said, "You're you're serving the Lord there, and you're driving from Wisconsin to Illinois two times a week." He said, "You need a car," and he sent me money, five hundred bucks, which was a lot of money fifty two years ago plus. And I'll I, i I'll never forget, maybe 53 years ago, I'm not sure. But he sent me money, and we went and bought that car. And I tell you, they must have put something in it. It wasn't burning oil, but by the time I got home, it was burning back to the church. It was burning oil. I'd go down the street, and you just see nothing but smoke. And I drove that for a little while, and that Saturday morning, Jim Tucker said, can I borrow your car? He said, you drive my <laughs> That was a Ford, and his truck was a Chevy. Of course I'll drive your truck. Nobody who's a good Christian ever drives a Ford. You always drive GM products. What does that stand for, God made? I drove his truck, three on 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 the column. I was out visiting that day. I came by and they had the hood off my car, he and about three other men, and they had the motor out. And I felt so ashamed, because I had no money to pay those guys. I said, if you'll just, they did a ring job, a valve job on that Saturday, put the thing back in, had it running by the end of the night. I said, if you give me some time, I'll pay you. He said, we well, didn't do this, Brother Jack. For money. We did it because we love you. Every Christian ought to find in their life good people. Years ago I'd preach in high schools across America. I brought two knives with me. I said, when they said, You need anything when you preach in our high school? I said, Maybe I might preach a message from Proverbs 27:17. Could you have two? knives in the pulpit for me. Do you know a knife dulls real fast? If you cut paper with a knife, it dulls it. The paper is inferior to the knife, but it dulls it. You walk with foolish people, it will dull you real fast. Uh, Plastic is not as strong as a knife, but the plastic dulls the knife. Do you realize that you collide with anything that is inferior, you always get affected over here. And I'd pull that second knife out. For the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, so it does with a friend, he, he, he sharpens the, uh, the, the countenance of his friend. And, uh, 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 when, you're, when a butcher has a knife, he has to collide with a stone or with iron and that will sharpen it. You collide with something as sharp or sharper than you, you'll always become better. You You collide with someone who wants to do wrong, wants to do evil, wants to fight, wants to talk back, wants to disobey God, wants to obey family, wants to rebel against mother and dad. You collide with something inferior, you'll become inferior. There's bad friends. There's good friends and there's my friends. I have a responsibility. My Bible says that I am to be a friend to other people. I want you to see it. Would you turn with me to Proverbs while you're right there and I'll try to wrap this up. Proverbs 18. In Proverbs 18 tonight, today, The Bible says in verse 24, the last verse in chapter 18, Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath, what's that next word? A man that hath must show himself. A man that hath friends, it doesn't mean you get friends by being friendly. If you have friends, you're gonna to have to service those friends. You're gonna to have to put effort into those friends. And so today, you want, see, people say, I, I, suicide, three-fourths of the people that died last year with suicide were men. And invariably they said, we're just lonely. 72,000 kids that took their lives during the two years of COVID, 72,000 took their lives. the, The underlying factor, they said we felt lonely. Wait a minute. The Bible Never tells you, you get a lot of friends, you'll be happy. My wife had a poem years ago, I'll never forget it. And I received it from her from somewhere. But, but I'll never forget the fact that uh, I went out to find a friend and could not find one there. I went out to be a friend. And I found friends everywhere. I'm not as good as this as perhaps you are. But I couldn't generally walk into any store and talk to anybody, say, well, you have the gift of gab. If you ask my wife, you're looking at Mr. Shy. If we were at a banquet and I sat in the back row by myself, that'd be okay. But I don't want to live my life that way. That's where I feel comfortable. I was at a big convention in Chicago, oh my goodness, 40 some years ago, and uh, nobody knew me there. It was, 40, it was 1977, whatever that is, and uh, thousands of people there that night. Nobody knew me. I sat in the very back row by myself. i rented a car, went to the convention. I walked out, I went to my hotel. All that week, nobody ever knew who I was. I later preached in those conventions. 7,000 people there one night. And, you know, it's a, a, different, a different thing. But I like being in that back row. I felt very comfortable being in that back row. I felt very comfortable eating alone that week. But I also learned that I don't want to live my life that way. I, I want to, by the grace of God, come into a relationship, to come into a, an environment where people are, and I'd like to be able to talk to them. I'd like to be able, i try tried to get to meet many of you visitors ahead of time to get to all of you, but I don't want to just come up here So, okay, now you people, you listen to me. I, I don't want that. To think that you made a decision to get up this morning, get ready, come to the house of God that you've never been before. To me, it's shocking. I, I'd be apprehensive if I was in your, but thank God you came. Amen. I, I want to be a friend. Jesus, what a friend of sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. There are bad friends, there are good friends, and there's my friends. It's not up to me to one day if the Lord tarries and I die, put on my marker, but I hope somewhere it could be he was a friend to all of us. I wanna be a friend to people. People that don't attend this church. People people that are, are, are smarter than I am. People that are, don't have to be, that are not as smart as me, that's very few people. Rich people, poor people, car crowd people, bus kids, doesn't matter, red, We we, we say it over here, 20 minutes from here, as a Sunday school boy. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black, brown, white. They are precious in his sight. I want to be a man that I don't care what the background, who the person. Listen, there's not a Muslim bone in my body. I don't agree with its theology, but I'm not going to be rude at all. I can talk to a Muslim. I'm going to be nice to a Muslim. I'm going to be neighborly. We have neighbors that are Catholics. They love us. I love them. I thank God for them. I'm not saying we have the same shared conviction about the Bible. We have folks that are that do not go to church. They just are not. They, but but I tell you, we had the police up here a few years ago on Police Appreciation Day. And I said, I see these guys. There's a fellows over here. I see these men and women. Every time I see them, I'll wave at them. You're the guy that's waving to me all the time," the one police officer said. I'll never let a police officer buy male or female. I'll never let them buy a a, a, a coffee if I'm in their pres- no way. They're not paying. I'm paying. I want to be a. I want. I want to come into the a, 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 to a situation where that man was a friendly man. We were walking. My wife and I was over here by the. We weren't at Starbucks, but over by the Starbucks, and we were walking. It had to be the Thursday night football game when the, um, what's that team that plays around here? I know they uh, the Raiders, they play here. I know it's one of them. Dallas Cowboys, they play. Somebody plays here. The 49ers. And apparently all the cars and traffic got in there, and there was like scores of motorcycle police over there. And I was walking to the car with my wife, and I just wanted, to, I love those people. I said, hey, fellas. My wife's on my arm. I said, I got her. You've been looking for her. <laughs> and one black fella, he said, what's your name, ma'am? We have been. And she went, tell him. I said, her name's Cindy. He goes, you're the one. We're looking for you. Why can't you, why can't you enjoy people? I love tonight. I I, I Tonight, I, I know I'm off this microphone here. I think I, I love sitting right here at the church tonight. Talk to these little kids, little little kids. Well, a couple years ago, I'd get them up here on these steps. And I said, "Do you think you can jump down there?" <laughs> and they would. My wife said, do "You know what I saw at church tonight? Disrespect. Those kids, those little kids, they were jumping off that." I said, "Well, I wonder who made them do that? What's the..." What's going on? We went to Sunday school the next week. Some of your parents, your kids are jumping off those steps. Now They don't need to be doing that after church. I just confess my sins. Wednesdays, elementary chapel, it's the best. It doesn't take a lot for them to get fired up. They come up and how many teeth they lost. I told you, week ago, this little kid said, I lost six this week. He didn't lose six. I said, let me see. And the teacher's back there nodded her head. And I looked, he lost six teeth in his head. The great ones, kids all say, up or down. They'll stick their finger in that. Teach them not to stick their finger in their mouth, okay? Then they'll want to shake my hand all the time. I like going to high school. I love going to high school. I love going to college chapel. I love doing the, I, 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 I'm on the radio. We have stations around the nation. I'm always thinking, you're in Chicagoland. I wonder if you're driving down the Dan Ryan right now or the Eisenhower or the Reagan. Hey, I'm out of time. I'm telling you, I want to be a friend. And by the way, I close with this. Not only bad friends and good friends, but my friend. But he's my friend. The, the offertory he played. There's uh, that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. How could you live in 2023 without a friend like Christ? There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else can heal all your soul's diseases. No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about your struggles he will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. You need God. He sent his son to die for you. I would never want to hurt anyone here. Brother Mike is our family member. Basically, we're friends. And I saw him down there in the second row and brought his daughter down. He sat by himself. I thought about how that a little over a year ago he sat down there and his wife's casket was right here. And I know he must have moments like this. He's young. but I'll guarantee it, he could not have made it through without his best friend, Jesus. And friends like you. And friends like you. There's a whole world out here that's hurting. I don't want to add to their hurt. I want to be a good friend this week. fellows. would you just chill out a little bit and be good to your wife? And she might be able to think in her heart, he's my best friend. Ladies, could your husband say, he's my best friend? Children, can they say, can your kids say, my dad, my mom are my best friends?